everyone, and welcome back to episode 6 of NFL Pitch. Um, today, I'm just riding solo. Um, I'm not going to try and go too long um, on this. I've got a lot to got a lot to talk about, but um, I'm not going to try and make it too long. Um, NFL season is finally upon us. I think we can all... Um, we can all say that we're very happy about that. I meant to get this episode out on Wednesday or Thursday, but it's just been really busy the past couple of weeks with school starting and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to get this out there before week one of the NFL season. Uh, so today I'm just going to be going over um, updated record predictions. Um, I made these on Wednesday right before the start of the season. And by the way, I did have the Chiefs beating the Texans before the game played out. Just wanted to make that very clear. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go through, run through each team's record, standings, playoffs, Super Bowl, all my week one picks in detail with week one being tomorrow. And then I'm going to do a little bit of fantasy football. I'm really into fantasy. Might as well um, talk about that a little bit. Give you my top five at each position, a few honorable mentions, and then a few underrated guys. So if you still have your drafts coming up, you might want to um, listen because uh, you might have some, um, might be some helpful intel. You might find some helpful intel. So to start off, I'm just going to run through my week one game predictions. So first off, I did have Kansas City beating the Texans. Um, I don't think that there's going to be as much of a challenge as there was to the Chiefs last year. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be good again. I have them and the Chiefs getting the same record. The Ravens have the easiest schedule in the entire NFL. I don't know how that happens with their... They were amazing last year, and they really only got better. Um, I'll get to their record in, in a second. But um, Kansas City's offense on Thursday, it looked amazing. Reed and enemy is just like... It's like a match made in heaven. They're just two wizards at play calling. Um, Kansas City's going to be very good again, and that defense is... It looked really good against, obviously, not as good of a Texans offense without DeAndre Hopkins, but still a solid Texans, Texans offense nonetheless. Um, Deshaun Watson actually played surprisingly well for getting left out to dry by his offensive line and receivers. I think there were like, don't quote me on this because I don't know the exact number of drops, but his receivers had at least like four or five drops in like the first half alone. And his offensive line couldn't really handle a good Chiefs pass rush. And to be fair to them, it is a good pass, pass rush, but their offense besides, the offensive line besides Tunzel is not uh, anything special. I honestly thought um, that Deshaun Watson was going to be like a top three fantasy quarterback um, this year after Thursday. I think he is going to make some plays, and he has a few playmakers out there to help him, but he dropped down my rankings a little bit, um, especially if he continues to not have as much help as he did on Thursday. So Kansas City uh, obviously won that game. I had them winning it. Uh, Next week, this is my... One of two locks of the week. Um, it's Buffalo versus the New York Jets. I'm taking Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's not an amazing team, but they have a good head coach. They got better on offense with Diggs. Diggs and Brown is going to be a very good wide receiver one, wide receiver two duo. Um, and I think the Jets are going to do really poorly this year. I had bought into the hype. My first record predictions, which I released back out in May, I believe it was, with my friend Adam. I bought into the hype. I thought they were looking good. Um, they had CJ Mosley opt out due to COVID-19. Um, and I kind of forgot to account for the fact that Adam Gase is their head coach. He should not be a head coach in this league. So I'm taking the bills. Um, 
they added a lot to their defense too. Underrated, but not um not like an elite defense, but certainly underrated, and I think they're gonna be good. And then next up is my other lock of the week, um, Indianapolis over Jacksonville. I think Indianapolis is gonna shock some people this year. I think Phillip Rivers still still has got it. Um and he has some playmakers out there in Indianapolis. Um their running back room is a little bit of a question mark, but I think it has the potential to be very versatile. Also, it's because Jacksonville's just going to flat out suck this year. Um, I don't remember what I had them at at my original record prediction, but um, it wasn't as bad as I have them now. I actually had faith that they weren't as bad of a team as some people were saying, but since then, they cut Fournette, they traded Ngakwe, they traded Harrison, their safety. They are loaded on draft capital after the Jalen Ramsey trade back in October, I believe it was. Um, but, you know, they're in full tank mode, and I don't I, – I think they get the number one overall pick, and I think they pick Trevor Lawrence with that pick, obviously. Report came out this morning that uh, Lawrence is planning on declaring for the 2021 NFL draft. So that um, that's good news for the Jaguars. So I got Indianapolis over Jacksonville. Uh, coming up next, I got New England over Miami. and the original record predictions, I had New England not doing so hot, but I don't know why I did have that that way because – as long as Bilicek's there, they're going to be good. And their signing of Cam Newton's really going to help. I think Cam Newton is incredibly underrated. He's got a few targets out there who I think he can take advantage of. And um, apparently there's been very good chemistry so far ever since he got signed. So I think that New England is going to be good, good again. And I do think that they will make the playoffs. Uh, next up, I got Baltimore beating Cleveland. Um, this is a very interesting matchup because Cleveland did beat Baltimore uh last year, one of their only two losses, the other one against the Chiefs. Um, I have Baltimore taking taking this first game, uh, but later on, I do think that uh, Cleveland will beat them in that second game in Cleveland. Um, like I said, Baltimore has it has it all going for them, but um, in terms of playoffs, I can't really say that... I can't really pick them to win anything until they can prove to me that they can perform the playoffs, because in their years with Lamar Jackson... Obviously, he didn't start the full 2018 season, but he did the whole 2019 season. Uh, they've just looked amazing in the regular season, and then when they get to the playoffs, it's like somebody just like somebody just like turned off the light on them. I I don't know the correct analogy to make, but I I don't have the greatest faith in them in the playoffs. But I think that they're going to do very well this regular season. They they only got better. I really don't see any glaring weaknesses on that team. A lot of breakout potential too. Next up, I got the Chargers beating the Bengals. Um, Chargers, I had originally, I believe, at 7-9. and nine. I think they're going to do a little bit worse. Um, they lost Derwin James, superstar strong safety, um, out for the year, or at least out for several months. He might come back last game, but I, I doubt it. I think he ruptured his Achilles tendon, might have been. I'm not too sure. But um, I do think that they have a very, very good defense, one that's being slept on. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Linville Joseph, um, Denzel Perryman. They added Kenneth Murray in the draft. Added Chris Harrison for agency. They got uh, Casey Hayward, uh, Desmond King. Very, very good defense, but um, a pretty lackluster offense outside of Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry. Um, their offensive line did get better. They added Trey Turner, got rid of Okung, who started to look slower um, past past two years, I, I would say. Um, but yeah, they're certainly, I believe, I believe that 
Tyrod Taylor is an underrated quarterback option, but I don't think that he's capable of leading this team to a winning record. And uh, they haven't really given Herbert enough time to adjust. I think that they can be good next year with um, James coming back and Herbert being developed. Um, I wouldn't expect Herbert to play this season until maybe like week five or six, but I would wait even longer than that, honestly. Um, try and get another good draft position and then add to that offense, and I think that they can be a real a real threat next year. Uh, in terms of Cincinnati, I think that some people don't realize that Joe Burrow's not going to have a great year. Um, he's got some weapons around him, really underrated core out there. Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green if he can stay healthy, uh, John Ross, um, but a an abysmal offensive line. There was a clip of him in practice a few weeks back of him just being chased by like five defenders rolling out the pocket to the left. The Bengals' offensive line is not going to help him. And in college, he was surrounded by one of the best college football teams in history. So I think he will be good in the future. I just don't expect a big year out of him this year. Uh, coming up next, I got the Monday night game, Tennessee versus Denver. Um, I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm not really sure what to make of it, but I do have Denver taking this one. At home, uh, late Monday night game. I do think Tennessee is going to drop off a little bit this year, still going to be a contender, and probably will make the playoffs, but at like 9-7, and seven, which is what my uh, record prediction for them is. Um, they have to expand their offense, because if they just continue to run it with only Derrick Henry, defenses are going to catch on, and they're not going to be... Or they're just not going to be a high-octane offense. Their defense is solid. But um, if Tannehill can connect with his receivers more, they got some good options out there. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, they might have a chance to do better than I say they will, but I do think that they will be a good team. But I think Denver takes this one. Uh, in my original records prediction, I bought into the Broncos' hype. They added a lot to their team, but recently they suffered some devastating injuries. Von Miller out for the year. Um, Bradley Chubb still not fully recovered from his torn ACL in week four of last year. Um, Cortland Sutton went down, but it's apparently he's just day-to-day with an AC joint sprain. Um, but they they are going to drop off compared to my original prediction for them. I do think that they have some potential, though, and I think they can also do some damage next year. Coming up next, I got the Raiders versus the uh, Panthers. I got the Raiders taking this one. Raiders are certainly an underrated team. Um, unfortunately, they lost Tyrell Williams, one of their starting receivers, this past or maybe two weeks ago. Um, I think Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback. He's not great, but he's given a little bit too much hate for not being put in the best position. But um, I think Las Vegas Im- certainly improved the weapons around him. You got Henry Ruggs, you got H- Hunter Renfro, you got Darren Waller. Um, I think that they can be... Not not amazing, but mediocre this year. Another team I'd look out for some for some big years um, next year, or maybe a year after that. And I also just don't think it's going to be a great year for Carolina. They've got some solid pieces out there, and I think um, with more time under Matt Rule, they will be good. But first year, college coaches don't typically translate well in the NFL, so I'm not going to buy the hype just yet. I had them going four and twelve this year, maybe five and eleven. Um, but yeah, I don't think they are going to do a, a lot of damage this year. 
Uh, next up, I got the Steelers beating the Giants on the other Monday Night Football game. This one at 7-15, as opposed to the Denver-Tennessee one at 10-15, Eastern Time. Um, Pittsburgh is probably the most slept-on team in the league. They are consistently good, and people say, I don't really know how you can have them. I have them going 10-6. and six. I don't know how you, how you can go them. I don't know how you have them going 10-6 and six when they went 8-8 eight and eight last year. Yeah, they went 8-8 eight, eight and eight without their starting quarterback, with and then eventually moving on to their third-string quarterback, Duck Hodges. Um, also, Juju struggled to get up to, or to adjust to, to his uh, new wide receiver one position, and they had other injuries. I think Juju makes that adjustment. I think Ben comes back. They have a good offensive line. They have a nasty defense. It, best defensive line in the league. Very um, improved secondary since first couple weeks of the 2019 season, uh, adding Minka Fitzpatrick midseason, um, having the most underrated cornerback in the NFL in Steven Nelson, also Joe Hayden, and then linebacker like Devin Bush, sideline to sideline guy. Uh, so yeah, that's um, defense going to be nasty, and I think that they're going to they're gonna do really well. Also, I just don't think the Giants are going to be are going to be great this year. Um, they have they have potential to be better, but also Joe Judge is their coach, a special teams coach who was like literally never talked about in the um, head coach carousel process this offseason. So I really got to see some stuff out of him first. He's done some good things like dis- disciplinary in camp. He's made receivers and coaches run laps, not just receivers, players and coaches run laps uh, when uh, a rep isn't done correctly. And I, I read a report that he taped tennis balls to corner to cornerbacks' hands so they wouldn't have defensive holding. But I don't know how much that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna do. It has to translate first. So um, New York has a bright future, but uh, it's not going to be a good year for them this year. Then I got Seattle over Atlanta. Seattle, I had them being the number one seed in the NFC this year. Um, Russell Wilson carried has carried the Seahawks on his back since, like, 2015. He had some help from that amazing Legion of Boom defense from his rookie year in 2012 to 2015, but he's carried him on his back since. But he's got, he's, he's got some help. They got Jamal Adams on defense now. Bobby Wagner still on defense. Lost to Davian Clowney. Their pass rush is very mediocre, but um, do have Jerron Reed on defense. I think their defense can be solid, uh, but... Russell Wilson has got Chris Carson, he's got DK Metcalf, he's got Tyler Lockett, he's got Will Disley. An, an improved offensive line for the most part, still not great, but um, I do think that Russell Wilson still being there is going to really help them. Atlanta, um, their offense is going to be good, defense is a big question mark. Uh, that's Their defense is the reason they have not been good um, since their Super Bowl 51 run in 2016. Um, I think that they're going to significantly improve as time goes on. Another team to watch out for next year, but um, another mediocre year for the Falcons this year. Next up, I got my Washington football team. Still still incredibly hard for me to say that um, against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that Washington is going to come out of week one with a victory. And before anybody calls me biased, you have to realize that the Redskins last year almost beat the the Eagles both times. They had a 17 to 7 lead at halftime and they blew it in the in the second half of week 1. But we've always been 
a awful team in the second half. Even in 2018, where we were six and three with Alex Smith, there was like a, a time when we did not score any third quarter points in, in like like three or four straight weeks. And then fourth quarter was just too late. You let you let the other team come back. First half has always been good, but I think that that's going to change, especially under Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. They're going to want a nasty attitude out of this defense. And the Eagles are significantly banged up. They, Javon Hargrave and Alshon Jeffrey have already been ruled out of the game. Miles Sanders is questionable. Derek Barnett is questionable. Brandon Brooks is out for the year. Dillard's out for the year. And our D-line against that banged-up O-line is, a, is an advantage. And our D-line can be scary if they have a good rotation, which a, a defensive line rotation or edge rusher rotation is like the second most important thing to have. Like a good a good pass rush is the second most important thing to have on an NFL franchise behind quarterback. And you saw what happened with the 49ers last year. Nobody expected the 49ers to be good last year, but a large part of their success came from that defensive line. Taking them from the second pick in 2019, 2019 to Super Bowl next year. Obviously they lost, but still. Incredible jump. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with Washington, but they're going to be significantly better. Philadelphia, I do think, is going to be a solid team. But if their injuries continue, it's not going to look so great for them. Next up, I got Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions, another team that is um, slept on. I think they're going to beat Chicago. And I think they're going to be better than Chicago this season. I think Chicago is going to be in the basement of that division. Um, Can we just talk about for a sec how the Bears could have just signed a guy like... Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston to a one or two year deal, not a lot of money to come compete with Trubisky or be their starter. But no, they send a fourth round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Nick Foles taking on a $21-22 million contract just to name him backup behind Trubisky. Now Trubisky gets a little bit too much hate from some people, but he is not good. He's not good. He's just not as bad as some people say he is um their defense is still good uh added Robert Quinn um that pass rush is still going to be good but I just don't see enough from him on offense for them to be great I got him at 5 and 11 I got Detroit at 6 and 10 uh next up we got another NFC North game um completely NFC North game between the Vikings and the Packers I got the Vikings taking this one at home and I think the Vikings are going to win the division over the Packers this year Packers are going to be good. I got them at 9-7. and seven. I think it's going to be a significant drop-off because they did not have a good draft. They added talent, but not in the positions they needed it. Who they have at receiver? You got Devontae Adams, and their next best option is Alan Lazard, who's not bad, certainly underrated, but really not a great wide receiver two option. So we'll see what LaFleur can do. I think they can be good, especially with Rodgers still there. Defense, defense pass rush is really good. But I think they're going to have a significant drop-off. And you saw what happened to them when they faced a really good defense in San Francisco last year. They got, like, blown out both times they faced them. And then Minnesota, defense has already been good, but they improved it, adding in Gawkway. And Gawkway and Hunter, I think that's a better duo than uh, Griffin and Hunter. Griffin signing with the Cowboys. Um, we'll have to see, though. It's it's all just talk for now. We'll, we'll have to put all this stuff to rest when week one... Um, all the, all the rest of the games finish in the next uh, couple days for week one. 
Next, I've got the 49ers versus the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to be a pretty solid team this year. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk on offense, Kenyon Drake too. Really underrated team, but some people are overhyping them, I feel. Uh, San Francisco is going to take this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona got it because Arizona made it very close between them last year. But I do think San Francisco San Francisco takes this game. The key for San Francisco is going to be if Jimmy G can step up. I think he can. Um, he has not as many weapons around him as last year. Lost Emmanuel Sanders, lost Matt Breida. You still got Mostert, though. Still got Samuel, added Ayuk out of Arizona State. I think Samuel and Ayuk could be a really good wide receiver duo, especially under fast-paced offense, offensive-minded guy like Kyle Shanahan. That, that could be something to watch. Um, I got San Francisco being good again, but um, losing the division to the Seahawks. Still making the, still making the playoffs, obviously, at 11-5. and five. That's where I got them. Uh, but not, not as good as last year. Uh, next up, uh, last two games of the week, got New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. This is my game of the week. I'm really excited to watch that. I believe it's on at 425 on Sunday. Yeah, it is. That's going to be a game to watch. High-powered New, uh, New Orleans offense um, versus, versus solid Tampa Bay defense and then an, a very much improved Tampa Bay offense. Uh, Brady's going to be he, – he has the potential to be very scary this year especially with his um, extreme, what's the right word for it? Um, well, he's got way more weapons around him than he really ever has in New England. His best option was Julian Edelman, who is good, but you look at Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, uh, now Leonard Fournette, um, LaShawn McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn, a solid offensive line. I think people are buying into the Bucks a little bit too much. People are saying, "Oh, they're going twelve and four. They're winning the division." I think Saints are going to win this division. I got them at eleven and five. Bucks ten and six. Bucks are like this this year's Browns, but they're going to be better than the Browns, and for one reason, that's coaching. They have Arians. Browns last year had Kitchens, worst head coach in the league last year. Uh, so I have New Orleans taking this game, but I do have Tampa Bay taking the second game of this series, and that's going to be a fun race to watch in that division. And then finally, the Sunday night game, Dallas versus L.A. L.A.'s being slept on. People are saying they're not a good team. I think that they are a good team. Their defense is still solid. Offense, um, lost Brandon Cooks, but still lost Brandon Cooks, lost Todd Gurley, but um, added some young guys. Uh, they got Cam Akers, who I think has the potential to be really good out of that backfield. Still got Cooper Cup, who they just locked up to an extension today. Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, solid all-line. I think that um, it's going to be very cl- – NFC West is going to be the division to watch this year. I think it's going to be a tight race, but uh, with Seahaw- the Seahawks uh, coming out of it. But every team being good. It is the best division in football by a – not significant margin, but by a margin for sure. I do have Dallas taking this game. Dallas definitely improved. Um, Dallas fans, I know because I'm in a group chat with a lot of them, they're really hyping up McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy's an amazing coach. He's a good coach. Really helped the Packers in their in their years. I don't remember how long he was their coach. But uh, obviously won the Super Bowl. But he had Rodgers. He has Dak now. Good quarterback. But certainly not as good as prime Rodgers, which is when McCarthy had him. Um, Dallas added C.D. CD Lamb to that wide receiver rotation. They have... Definitely the best wide receiver trio in the league. 
but the Cowboys are always really hyped up at the beginning of the season, and then they go eight and eight, nine and seven, which is what I have them at for right now. But they have the potential to be like ten and six. I feel like, uh, and make the playoffs. So we'll have to see more out of that. Uh, quick note: speaking of Dak Prescott, I don't know if many of you have seen, but it's been in the news recently. Um, he's opened up about his depression after. Um, his mom passed away in 2016 due to cancer, and his brother just recently committed suicide. Now, as a Washington fan, I hate the Cowboys, but I have so much more respect for Dak Prescott after this. It is not easy to open up about depression. And I think we all, we've all seen what happened with Skip Bayless, big Cowboys fan, on um, Skip and Shannon Undisputed, uh, coming out and saying that that's not a good trait for a quarterback to have. I don't think Skip has the wrong idea, but it's it was not appropriate for him to talk about it. He does not know what it's like to lose that much in the span of four years, and it was very insensitive of him to say. Um, I think Dak is very strong for it, and especially in September, Suicide Prevention Month, it was a great thing for him to do, and I have a lot more respect for him because of it. So prayers to him and, and to his family. Going back to football... That is all of the week one games. Uh, a lot talked, talked y'all's ears off. So uh, definitely want to make sure it doesn't go on too much longer. That's that that those are my week one picks. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting NFL season, even without fans. One thing I noticed on the Thursday night game was without fans, you could hear a lot more than you usually don't. I heard a few play calls. I heard more audibles. I heard. All kinds of stuff. And I, I think that we can make the best of this situation. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just happy football. Maybe, maybe I'm just speaking because I'm happy football's back. Maybe, maybe that's me. I'm just I'm just kind of like that. But I'm excited for the season. So next up, just going to run through the divisions really quick. Going to give a little bit of a, br- a brief explanation for it, but not too much because I want to get to the fan- fantasy stuff without making this too long of an episode. So I'm going to start with the AFC North. I got Ravens winning this division at 13-3. and three. Um, I originally had them at 12-4, and four, but them getting the easiest schedule, them being, like, arguably, like, I'd probably say second or third best team, third best team, I'd say, in football, um, they're going to be, they're going to be very good, and I think that, um, I do think that they have potential to surprise me in the playoffs, but I'm not going to say anything as of yet, I, I'm going to wait on that for now. Coming in second in the division, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I already said, probably most slept-on team in the NFL. Got them at 10-6. and six. They are going to be very good. Even, there's this, um, I'll, I'll update you guys on this, but um, there's this one guy, uh, part of Fanalyze Sports, a uh, popular TikTok page, Instagram page, podcast. Um, I reached out to the guy, and I'm tr- uh, we're trying to get um, me on an episode of that, and maybe him on an episode of NFL Pitch. Um, that, that's still up for discussion. We'll have to figure that out. But, um, he's a huge Browns fan and he's saying that Steelers are going to be amazing this year. So if you got a Browns fan saying that, like, I don't know how you could, you couldn't say that they're, that they're not going to be good. Speaking of the Browns, I have them at nine and seven. I think that they are going to be a lot better this year. Better coaching. Stefanski is a really great offensive minded guy. He's run that Minnesota offense past few years. Um, he's got... Odell, he's got Jarvis Landry, he's got Nick Chubb, he's got Kareem Hunt, he's got uh, Austin Hooper, he's got David Njoku, who I think that that can be like the best 
one-two tight end duo in the league, even over Gronk and Howard, because Stefanski loves running two tight end sets. So I think that um I think that's going to be something to watch. I have them at nine and seven, but I do have them missing the playoffs with um New England and Tennessee both going nine and seven and both doing better in their respective divisions or same in their respective divisions. I'm using Playoff Predictors, the website, and I don't know exactly how they have that uh, figured out. Um, I do think the Browns could make it, but um, I believe more as of right now in the Titans and uh, Patriots because I've seen more of them, but I think Browns can make the playoffs. I've already touched on Joe Burrow not having a great year. I think Cincinnati goes 5-11, and gets another high draft pick, get, adds, adds their team, and can, could, be, could be dangerous next year. But for right now, 5-11, and 2-4 in division, not a team to watch this year, but um, a good development year for Burrow. Next, we're going on to the AFC South. I got the Indianapolis Colts winning this division at 10-6. and six. People sleep on the Colts. They've got a really solid defense. I think Rivers still has got some stuff left in the tank. Um, and I think that they've got something to prove. Um, added DeForest Buckner to that defense. Already have Darius Leonard. Already have Justin Houston. I think that they can be a team to watch. Uh, next up, just mentioned in the Titans, uh, they have to be they have to become less run oriented oriented. They have to switch it up a little bit, but they can uh, they can be very good. Got them at nine and seven. Um, so this next prediction might change a little bit after what I what I saw on Thursday. I had the Texans at eight and eight. Remember, I made these on Wednesday. Um, I do think they can be a good team, and we're not giving them enough credit. They did face the best team in the NFL in the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday, who have an amazing offense and a very good defense. So they still have potential for this, but you it was like clear as day how much their offense suffered not having DeAndre Hopkins out there. And honestly, I think that's what everybody was expecting. You trade, in my opinion, the best receiver in the game, or at the very least, a top three receiver, top two, top two, top three, that your offense is going to suffer. And they have some good options at receiver. Will Fuller, Kiki Kuti, Kenny Stills, uh, Randall Cobb. But is it going to be a, a Brandon Cooks? Um, is it going to be enough to fill the hole left by... DeAndre Hopkins? We'll see. I don't know. But they don't have to worry about coming last in the division because that spot belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars not only suck, but they are intentionally taking and tanking, and they are not going to pull a Dolphins and try and win a few games at the end of the year. They are full-on tanking. They are not going to be good. I have them at 2-14, and 14, and there is not much explanation for it. I feel bad for Gardner Minshew. I believe he has a lot of potential, but Jaguars are not going to be good, and they are going to draft... Trevor Lawrence for the number one overall pick next year. Moving on to the AFC East, I got the Buffalo Bills taking the division at ten and six, followed closely behind uh, by the New England Patriots at nine and seven. New England earning the sixth playoff spot. Um, Buffalo, I already touched on it. Solid offense, added their defense. Certainly an underrated team. Um, not an amazing team, but a good team in a division that doesn't have like. Like the uh, NFC West, four good teams or three good teams. They got two good teams. Miami has potential for the future, but not quite yet, especially with Tua needing a little bit of development and time to recover from his hip injury that he sustained in, I believe it was November of 2019. Um, 
So I got Buffalo Bills ten and six, New England Patriots nine and seven, Miami uh, Dolphins at six and ten, and like I mentioned earlier, Jets are really going to disappoint. I got them at four and twelve, going one and five in the division. Uh, Sam Darnold, I think, is going to look a lot better. Bell can look better, but they really don't have a true wide receiver one out there. They got Perriman, Crowder, Mims, potential, but not a clear wide receiver one. And add to that offensive line, but still not amazing. Still not really good. Moving on to the AFC West, I think the Chiefs are going to be the best team in football again, sitting at 13-3 and and 4-2 and in the division. Not much, not much explanation. Best offense in the league, very good defense. We've seen what they can do. I think it's uh, pretty self-explanatory that they're going to be good again. Coming in second in the division, uh, I originally had the Broncos at 10-6. and six. I now have the Raiders at 7-9. and nine. Uh, Significant drop-off, for sure. But it's certainly a competitive division, and each of these teams has potential to be better than I have them. It's just too a little bit early to say. We have to, we have to wait and see. Um, but I think Las Vegas is definitely slept on. They have a, a more dynamic offense than they ever have had. And a solid defense. I and I think um, them and the Broncos both go seven and nine uh, in the division. Both going three and three in the division. Um, the Broncos really have some potential on offense, but it's potential. And their defense, really good defense, just lost their best player on defense. So I'd expect a significant drop off from what I originally said, but still not bad. And like I said, team to watch next year. Both of those guys actually, and the Chargers next, uh, who I got at five and eleven. Not an amazing team. I touched on it a little bit. They have a little bit room to work at the quarterback position. 5-11, 2-4 in the division. And um, just not an exciting year for the Chargers, in my opinion. Moving on to the NFC. First, we're going to go with the NFC North. I got Minnesota taking the division at 10-6, going 4-2 in the division. Uh, I already kind of talked about that enough. Packers 9-7, 3-3 in division. Detroit Lions 6 and 10, 3 and 3 in division and then Chicago Bears 5 and 11, 2 and 4 in division. Um going to be pretty competitive between the Vikings and the and the Packers but not too much competition otherwise. Moving on to the NFC South, also top two teams going to have a lot of uh, competition with each other. New Orleans got going 11 and 5 winning the division and then Tampa Bay going 10 and 6 and claiming that sixth um Obviously, expanded playoffs now seven spots, but uh, claiming the sixth sixth spot, wild card spot, uh, and then Falcons at seven and nine, like I touched on earlier, gonna be more mediocre again, but um, potential to have a breakout year as a team next year if they can improve their defense, which I think I think they will with um a solid draft book draft pick. One cool thing about this website is that it does give you draft order based on what you say teams are going to do and the Falcons here would have the 13th pick which is solid and in a good a good class next year with a lot of depth so we'll wait and see what's uh what's going to happen with that uh and then finally the Panthers I think they're going to be the worst team in the NFC this year just a lot of unknowns potential yes but a lot of unknowns good wide receiver room best running back in the league but they lost a lot on defense. They added Derrick Brown, and they had all seven picks defense in the draft. But that's potential. Rule, got to wait and see. We, we will see after that. Going on to, unfortunately, the worst division in the NFL, NFC East. I got the Cowboys winning it at 9-7, and seven, which is pretty damn sad, <laughs> winning a division at 9-7. and seven. But... 
that's what the NFC is, East for, is for you. One thing you can say about the NFC East, incredibly, incredibly com- competitive. It always is. You really never know what you're going to get. I think the Cowboys are going to be good this year. Jason Garrett ran him into the ground after that good 2016 t- season. I have to wait and see for McCarthy, but I think they will be good. I think 10-6 and six is their ten and six is their ceiling. Next up in the division, I got Philadelphia going 8-8. Eight and eight. They have potential to be worse, especially if they keep getting injured, but they do have a solid team. Um, very intriguing pick of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I want to see how that works out for them in the future, if they're going to use him in a wide receiver role or strictly quarterback. This year, I think it's strictly quarterback. We'll have to see. Next up, I think my Washington football team, my Washington Redskins, are going to come in third in the division this year. Six and ten, three and three in the division. Um, they have a pretty easy schedule. I think like sixth, sixth easiest, I believe, or something like that. Um, and I just think that so much has happened this offseason. It's really been good for us. It really sucks to lose that name, but the history is going to be going to remain the legend. Okay, so for some reason, my recording just completely stopped. Uh, I just had to edit a few things, but uh, I'm just going to leave off right where I, uh, or sorry, continue right where I left off. So, like I said, sucks to lose a name, especially sucks to see it change under such circumstances. Personally, as a Washington football team fan, as a Washington Redskins fan, whatever you want to call them, if if it had been changed, by Native Americans who thought it was offensive, I would be okay with it. I would be okay with it. It's not my place to speak on it, but I'd be I I'd, I'd be okay with it. But it was changed by a bunch of white people under cancel culture, and you can't deny it. That's what it was. However, I'm not going to be super upset over a name change. Like I said, same franchise, same legends, same history, same team, and a bright future. They've had so much go on for them this offseason. Not all great. But it had to happen sooner or later, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being better for us. Significantly improved the team, significantly improved the uh, coaching staff, got rid of the awful training staff and replaced it with a, a, a good one, improved the front office, got rid of some really toxic and disgusting human beings there, and I think that they are going to prove that they are not a team to be slept on. Not going to be great this year. I got them at 6-10, and 10, but we'll have to see. Now the Giants... Giants fans are going to be pissed off at me for saying that my team's going to be better than theirs, and I do think that the Giants have the have a good chance to be better than us, but we have the more proven coach, we have pretty even rosters, and I'm just a big believer in my team. So you can take it up with me, but Giants, both of us have good have bright futures, I will say that. Sooner rather than later, I'm hoping it's going to be the, whatever our team name is going to be, and the Giants are in the division instead of, instead of the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, so I got the Giants 5-11, and 2-4 and four in division, but they have potential. I'm not going to even deny it. Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. If he can fix his fumbles, if he has more time. Um, he's got Saquon. He's got Evan Ingram. He's got some solid wide receiver options. Defense has been amazing. But uh, they could be a team to watch out for this season. I'm not even going to deny it. But Giants fans certainly overhyped their team. That's not even a... That's not even a like, you can't even argue that. And some some football team fans do that, too. Every team's fan, fans do that. But it, it's just, it's more of a, it's more of a, we haven't seen anything yet, and your team has not been good since 2016. So 
like not even mediocre. They've been they've sucked every single year since 2016. So let's put a pause on that. Finally, NFC West. Like I said, they got the Seahawks taking that division and the number one seed in the NFC, going 12 and four and four and two in the division. I already gave all my uh, details for that. San Francisco coming in second, grabbing that fifth spot, uh, going 11 and five and four and two in the division as well. Also provided my reasoning for that. Finally, reason that reason why this uh, division is the best in the league. I got both the Cardinals and the Rams going eight and eight. It's going to be super close in that division, like really close. I wholeheartedly believe every team in that division would make the playoffs if they weren't all in the same division. Cardinals is just dependent on if they can spread the ball around on offense and if that defense can take the next step. Rams is... Defense really isn't a concern. Offense is, can Jared Cook... Is Jared Cook the guy you want to be sticking with? They gave him a deal, what was it, last offseason, I believe? Is he the guy that can lead the offense? He has to prove it. He lost Cooks. He lost Gurley. Can he do it with the stuff he has around him? If he can... I think the Rams are going to be good. And that wraps up the record predictions. Um, let me know what you guys think. Um, I do have a uh, playoff chart based on the um, based on my record predictions. In the AFC, I got the Steelers at the 5th seed, Bills 4th seed, Titans 7th seed, Ravens 2nd seed, Patriots 6th seed, Colts 3rd seed, um, I got the Steelers beating the Bills in the um, wildcard game. I got the Ravens beating the Titans, actually, this time in the wildcard game. It, with the new CBA, only the number one seed gets a week one by. The, the number two seed will have to play wildcard weekend. Um, oh, and I totally forgot Packers-Saints. Packers seventh seed, Saints two. Um, the Patriots sixth seed versus Colts third seed. I got the Colts taking that game. And then the Saints beating the Packers. Next up, the Chiefs versus the Steelers. I got the Chiefs winning that one, moving on to the AFC title game. And then I got the Ravens versus the Colts. I really can't say that I believe in the Ravens past the divisional game in the playoffs. They haven't they haven't proven it to me yet, so I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to say the Colts upset the Ravens and go to the conference title game. Um... Oh, wait. I totally messed that up. I, it, it's all in an order. So, obviously, Packers and Saints is NFC. Vikings and Buccaneers is uh, another playoff game. And then 49ers-Cowboys is the third. Uh, so, I got the Saints moving on from the Packers. I got the Vikings moving on uh, from the Buccaneers, beating the Buccaneers. And I got the 49ers beating the Cowboys. Saints-Vikings. The Vikings own the Saints in the playoffs. I got Vikings moving to the um, an NFC title game. And then 49ers versus the number one uh, seeded Seahawks. Seahawks taking that one. Uh, and then Seahawks-Vikings in the NFC title game. Chiefs taking the NFC title game over the Colts, moving to the Super Bowl. Seahawks taking the NFC title game over the Vikings, moving to the Super Bowl. And I got the Chiefs beating the Seahawks because the, sea, the, uh, the Seahawks have a great offense, okay defense. Chiefs have an amazing offense, very good defense. So I am predicting the Chiefs to uh, win back-to-back. Now this is all very, this is all speculation. I can't speak for this yet. It's still a lot going on. Um, in terms of draft order, this is kind of all out of sync because you don't really know how it's going to shape up with records and records in division. I'll just read the top 10. 
number one, Jacksonville. Number two, Carolina. Number three, New York Jets. Number four, Chargers. Number five, Bears. Number six, Bengals. Number seven, Giants. Number eight, Lions. Number nine, Dolphins. And number ten, Washington. But I think that um, Miami and Detroit are probably... We, Miami's going to be better than us. We'll probably be better than Detroit. So I see us having eighth or ninth pick. But probably... I do have high expectations, and I'm probably going to be let down, so we'll probably end up having, like, a top six pick, but we'll have to see about that. But um, I really encourage you to use Playoff Predictors. It's a great website and uh, very helpful in helping me run this. So very quickly, we will go on to fantasy stuff, and then I will end the episode, and we'll just have to stop talking, stop speculating, just let the NFL season play out for itself. So I'm just going to read my top five... um, players at each position for fantasy, then have a few honorable mentions for it, and then a few underrated players. So starting at quarterback, my top five fantasy quarterbacks in order, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson. I had first had Deshaun Watson as top three, but like I said, after that Thursday night game, gonna have to wait and see. My honorable mentions are Dak Prescott and Drew Brees. Dak Prescott, with those weapons around him, can be very good. And Drew Brees also has a lot of weapons around him. And then my underrated guys in fantasy for that position, Cam Newton and Matt Stafford. Cam Newton can do some damage in that New England offense. And Matthew Stafford is the most underrated quarterback in the entire NFL. Um, Insanely productive. Got some good weapons. I think he can be good. I don't really feel like my top five need explanation for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had an amazing rookie year. He really did. Uh, and I think that that offense obviously got better, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so I th- I'm expecting a big a big year out of him. I don't know about top 10 quarterback in real life, but fantasy is certainly different, especially in PPR leagues from real life. Next up, running back rankings. Uh, top five, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook. My honorable mentions are Derrick Henry and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who absolutely went off on Thursday night. And my underrated ones are Kenyon Drake and Austin Eckler. McCaffrey, Barkley, do not need explanation. I put Kamara over Elliott because Kamara's more, like, um, I'd say double-faceted. He is a great runner. Zeke's definitely the better runner, but Kamara's a good runner, and Kamara is significantly better than Elliott at catching the ball out of the backfield and making plays out of it. He is, um... I'm struggling to find the right words here. Like, oftentimes, I guess, a thousand all-purpose yards. He has to be better in the rushing category uh, to be... But he was just paid five years, $75 million. Same with Dalvin Cook, my fifth guy, five years, $63 million, who uh, has a nice blend of running skill and receiving skill. Um, Elliot is just... He's amazing, but he runs behind one of the best offensive lines in football. Same with Kamara, to be fair. So, let's just remember that. You got McCaffrey and Saquon, who do not have especially great offensive lines, making the plays that they're making. So, for my honorable mentions, I do think Derrick Henry is a probably a top five back over Dalvin Cook, I'd say. But Derrick Henry is not an amazing fantasy option because he does not catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Dalvin Cook does. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was predicted to be amazing even before he was named starter with Damian Williams opting out of the season. He's, he's shown it. I would, tra- I would try and trade for him in fantasy or trade for one of these guys if you can make a, make a good deal. But it's going to be hard. 
another some some guys I'd looked out to trade for Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, my underrated guys. Austin Eckler is going to be amazing this year. He was amazing with Melvin Gordon out there. Now he's the feature back. He's going to be very good and probably the second the second most targeted or third most targeted guy in that uh, LAC offense. Uh, so yeah, try and get at least one of these guys too if you can that'd be amazing because running back is the most important position in fantasy by far fantasy wide receiver rankings number one michael thomas number two Devonte adams number three julio jones number four tyree kill number five chris godwin my honorable mentions deandre hopkins and adam thielen and my underrated guys juju smith schuster and cooper cup now michael thomas i'm gonna be i'm not the first to say this he is overrated he is extremely overrated. He is not the best receiver in the NFL. Over, I don't know if it's over half, maybe half of his routes are either slants, are flats, or are five-yard routes where he just takes, like, where he gets good um, yak, yards at the catch. Um, he's not an amazing deep, deep route runner. He's solid, and he's very good. I think he's the third best receiver in the NFL, but People are honestly. Some people call him the best receiver in the NFL because he's a crybaby. He like when somebody doesn't say he's the best, he like cries about it. But he got the reception record because he ran a ton of short routes. He's very good, but especially in PPR, he's the best fantasy receiver by far because he gets a lot of catches and um, he is a good receiver. He's good. There's no doubt about that. Second, Devonte Adams. Amazing receiver, but it, the main reason for that is because he does not have any other amazing or even really good receivers out there in Green Bay. Yeah, Devin Funches, who is solid, but he opted out because of COVID-19, and he wouldn't have been a huge threat to Adams' production. Next, got Julio Jones. Uh, it's a toss-up between him and Hill. Both are in pretty loaded wide receiver rooms. Um, I just think Jones is the better receiver at the end of the day, more multifaceted. Um, and then fifth, Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin is going to be better than Mike Evans is here in fantasy. I think that um, Brady's going to target him more. But Mike Evans is going to be a very good fantasy receiver and receiver in general. My honorable mentions, I do think DeAndre Hopkins is a top one or top two uh, receiver in the league. But uh, in fantasy, you have to look at situation. And he's in a pretty loaded offense, especially loaded wide receiver core. So we'll have to... We'll have to see how it gets spread out around there. Second, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is going to have an amazing year. He was great with Stefan Diggs there. Now the other uh, options are Tajay Sharp and Justin Jefferson, who aren't bad. But Thielen's significantly better than those two, so he's going to be good. Underrated, Juju. Don't have to explain it too much. I think he's going to ex- I think he's going to accept the challenge, going to take that on, and become a good wide receiver one this year. And then Cup. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one with uh, Cooks departing, even with Woods uh, there in L.A. I think Cup's going to take over that role and be very good. Tight end, my tight end rankings. Uh, one, Travis Kelsey. Two, George Kittle. Three, Zach Ertz. Four, Darren Waller. Five, Mark Andrews. And then honorable mentions, Evan Ingram and Jared Cook. And then underrated, Mike Gesecki and Chris Herndon, two very underrated guys. So, um, I do think that George Kittle is a more um, multifaceted tight end than Travis Kelsey, but multifaceted for tight end is not equal points for fantasy. You don't get points for blocking. 
So Kelsey is more of a targeted guy and more of a dynamic guy, a uh, better route runner, best route running tight end in the league. I would take Kelsey over Kittle in fantasy because of that reason. But Kittle's going to be very good fantasy tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Best option in Philly by far. Um, Darren Waller, who really um, stepped up last year. Uh, with them adding more options, I think he's only going to get better, honestly, because he's going to um, more attention is going to have to go out wide with um, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro. If Tyrell Williams would have been playing, that would have been the case too, but he's he's injured. And then finally, Mark Andrews. I think Waller is better than Andrews because Andrews, uh, the the Ravens love using their tight ends. Um, Andrews just has uh, they have more options out in um, out in Baltimore with uh, Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed. Underrated options, but some some breakout potential there. Um, yeah. Honorable mentions: Jared Cook is probably the most underrated tight end in the league. He's very slept on in a great. Um, New Orleans offense, but he was good for the Raiders. He was good for the Packers. He's just a good tight end, and he hasn't talked about enough. Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy, is a top six or seven tight end in the league. He just has to stay healthy. If he can, he's good. And then Mike Gusecki, I think he and Chris Herndon both have breakout years and both do very well, get a majority of the targets in their offense. Last two positions, defense. Um, number one, Pittsburgh. Number two, San Francisco. Number three, the Los Angeles Chargers. Number four, Minnesota. And number five, Indianapolis. Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and LAC are all self-explanatory. Minnesota adds that good defense already. Great defensive line. Great linebackers. Iffy secondary, besides Harrison Smith. They've got... Oh, and... and um. Anthony Harris. Their corners are very iffy, very young, but they have potential, and I believe that they can uh, take the next step. Indianapolis is a a big pick to be sure, but they Indianapolis has not had a true three form defensive tackle since the last time they went to not the last time time before that they went to the Super Bowl against the Chicago Bears. They now have a guy like that in DeForest Buckner. They have Justin Houston. Uh, they have Darius Leonard multiple underrated guys out there who I think can really take the next step and make that defense um, talked about more often. Honorable mentions, Baltimore and Denver. Baltimore's defense is very good. Only got better. Add Calais Campbell. Have Marcus Peters. Have Marlon Humphrey. Have um, Jimmy Smith. Lost Earl Thomas, yes, which is going to be a bit of a loss, which is why they're in honorable mentions. I would have put them in over Indianapolis if they had Earl Thomas. Um... But I think Chuck Clark can be can be solid. Um, small guy playing strong safety, but he can be solid. Um, Denver, uh, I really had be- had belief in their defense. Losing Von Miller just really hurt. That's why they're in the honorable mentions, though. Or that's not why that's uh, that's not why they're not, they're in the honorable mentions, though. Jarrell Casey, AJ Boye, Kareem Jackson. Uh, Bradley Chubb, if he can stay healthy, very, very good defense. Underrated defense. I do think Washington's defense is very, very underrated. They have an amazing defensive line rotation. Slept on linebackers. Not amazing linebackers, but slept on linebackers. And iffy secondary. But Landon Collins, last year, statistically had the second best year of his career. And he's better suited to play a 4-3. Guess what Washington switched to this offseason? A 4-3. I think our defense can be very good and win us some football games. And then next, Buffalo. Buffalo is definitely slept on as um, as a team, but especially as a defense. 
Kicker. Kick, my kicker rankings uh, for fantasy. Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, Will Lutz, Matt Prater, and Robbie Gold. With honorable mentions, Chris Boswell, Brandon McManus, and underrated, I love saying this name every single time, Young Ho Koo, the GOAT, and then Michael Badgley. Uh, Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker are both self-explanatory. Will Lutz, extremely accurate and also can make it from very far. Same with Prater, and Prater's going to be getting a lot of a lot of reps because that um, Detroit offense isn't anything insane. And then Robbie Gold, also uh, a vet. Same with, uh, same with Lutz, uh, very accurate. Chris Boswell used to be one of the best kickers in the league. He had a really off year and then an okay year last year, but still a good kicker. Brandon McManus has always been slept on, but uh, is a good kicker. And then Young Ho Koo, he's just, he's a different breed. He, he is amazing. Two onside kick, um, two onside kicks, I think it was on Thanksgiving, against New Orleans, and they both, and they recovered them both. Like, come on, the GOAT. <laughs> and then Michael Badgley uh, for LAC, he's, he's, uh, he's got a strong leg, so I believe in that. So that is going to wrap up the episode, another long episode to be sure. Um, but I think I um, included everything that I wanted to say. Sorry for the lack of content recently. It's just been really busy. I'm hoping to be making it more regularly when the season progresses. Um, get more people on here. Um, go follow the Instagram at nfl.pitch on on there. Um, and I'll, I'll announce it over there if I'm able to get on the podcast with Fanalyze Sports. I'll check up with him on that, see if he want who would like to come on here too. That would be that would be amazing. Um so thank you for listening. Enjoy NFL football. It's officially back. We're I'm happy again. Well yeah, not just again, obviously. Fo- just football is just a huge part of a lot of people's happiness. So I'm very happy to have it back. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.